Yeah, good afternoon. This is Greg Windorf's True Crimes. It's Tuesday, October 24th, 2023, and we're discussing the case of the murder of Irene Garza, 1960, in Hidalgo County, Texas, killed by a Catholic priest, Father John Fight. John Fight. It remains the oldest cold case homicide ever to gain a conviction 57 years after it happened <clears throat> so we left yesterday with the uh, assistant DA with the opening statements about the case and now he's calling his first witness was going to be Daryl Davis who has been a long time attorney but before that in 1960 through about 62 or 64 or 5 whichever he was a uh, Newsman at KRGV Channel 5. So during this time, he's covering the fight case, as is the Valley Media at the time, which people forget, but up until, uh, up until what, 83, 84, the Valley only had two uh, TV stations, Channel 4 and 5, and then 4 doubled up, and it also took on NBC, so you had three networks but two stations and that was it that's long before cable so and then you had a few newspapers had a few radio stations and almost all of that media was were in the hands of a very few so that was the only way to get the news out back in the day so the assistant DA Mike Garza let off with a uh with a uh, uh, barn burner, if you will. Uh, so this is November 30th. It's Thursday, 2017. So we're in the courtroom. We're same courtroom where John Fight played no, no contest in 1962 to the attempted assault of a woman. It's the very same courtroom on the second floor of the county courthouse. The clock on the back wall is the same. The tables are the same. This is 2017, so this exact same furniture from 1960 is there, including the clock. Who would believe you'd have a clock that would last that long, right? So it's sweet and eerie kind of deal in that regard. So earlier fight, uh, uh, his, his attorney, lead attorney over in A. Florida, said that you won't hear evidence of corruption in this trial. He said this yesterday, the day before. No, actually, same day, sorry. There's a lot happened the first day, so forgive me. Same day. So Florida is telling the jurors that they won't hear any uh, corruption. Uh, what you'll hear is lack of probable cause, he says. So Daryl Davis gets on the stand, and at the time he's uh, 77, a widower, distinguished-looking guy, well-respected attorney in Dago County, well-known in the area of civil law, I believe, not criminal law, but forgive me and correct me if I'm wrong. So he says, while attending Pan American College, as UTRGV was known then, after, before, after which Pan American College became University of Texas Pan American, Davis worked at KRGV-TV in the news department as a camera, off-camera reporter. He worked there for a while. He was 20, worked for a while, and then he actually became an on-air guy at some point. So 
He's only 22. He became an anchor person since 1962 at the age of 22. That's pretty amazing. 1966, he decided to do a little more bit substantial than being a TV anchor person, he says. Clearly, okay, you can say anchorman, but anchor person. Okay, so I went to law school, he says. So, so yeah, he had the, he had the opportunity to cover the fight trial. Um, and he, here's what's wrong with the legal system. You get so many back and forth and objections between what try, Mike Garza is trying to get Daryl Davis to testify to from over in A. Florida so that it becomes... At one point, the jury had to leave the room while the two talked about what the what the attorney had just said. So, Daryl Davis is speaking before the jurors at this point. Um, <laughs> it's like a simple question: Was it a case? Was the fight? Was the Irene Garza murder case a case that Channel Five Five felt newsworthy? I mean, I'm sorry, but come on, that's a stupid question anyway. Because the whole valley was focused on Irene Garza from Starr County to Cameron County. Uh, blah, 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 Daryl, da, da, sitting in the almost same chair, blah, 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 and the insanity story was, I'm going through my pages of notes here. I know it's boring. Um, uh, Okay, so here's Mike's asking Daryl Davis. They actually ended up in the same class at Pan American College, Daryl Davis and John Fight. The odds of that, right? So Garza's asking Daryl Davis if he ever saw a fight in class with a bandage on his hand. <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. It's leading. Overruled. Uh, well, legal, never forget legal. Leading question in the legal context, type of question that suggests the answer to the person being interrogated. Forget, forget all that. Uh, did you ever see a bandage with him on his hand? Yes. Did that strike you as odd? No, I didn't think it odd at the time. Right after the assault came up, Davis says, I thought, hey, he, meaning Fye, came to class with a bandage on his hand. This time, said Davis, it had been reported that Maria America Guerra had actually bit Fight's finger. Um, so on March 28, 62, almost two years after he murders Irene Garza, he pleads no contest to the charge of attempted rape of Maria America Guerra in Edinburgh. He pleads no contest to that. It's fine $500, uh, takes off. Um, so then he describes this meeting that the DA called. Everybody, he says between 8 and 10 news people at the time, Virginia Armstrong with the monitor, this guy from Channel 4, and he says about 8 or 10 reporters were at this meeting. So the DA calls a meeting of these 8 to 10 news people, radio, TV, newspapers being represented, and he says that this is an off-the-record um, meeting and that uh, he'd basically, oh, this, yeah, this is, a, I, I got to backtrack just a second because this is really wild. So as Davis is describing what Lattimore is saying to him, that basically he cut a deal with the church and the church is going to take fight and they're not going to prosecute him. So while this is going on, um, he, um, 
So, so they cut this backroom deal, right? So the DA, believe it or not, calls his eight to ten news people to his office, and he tells them, I guess, when they get there, this is an off-the-record meeting. And so he tells them that, you know, basically we've cut a deal with, uh, well, before we even get to that, that the uh, judge... Louis Singletary has the jurors leave so they can talk about what what Daryl Davis is going to testify about. So Flores, old Rene Flores, wants to say that this is actually a plea agreement between the district attorney's office and John Fight. And I'm not even an attorney, but I know the answer to that, which is what Mike Garza said, is this is no plea deal. Any plea deal, all of its conditions have to be put into the record. This was a backroom deal that centered on corruption. This has nothing to do with plea deals. Everything in a plea deal has to be entered into the record, in which the judge has to agree, despite Florida's calls for a mistrial, uh, end of the trial, pay him a million dollars and send him back to Arizona, whatever, just get him out of here kind of deal. But it's back and forth with Florida's calling this a plea bargain that the state has to, and the state has to abide by if it's plea bargain. And there's no plea bargain. This was a backroom deal cut between the DA, the sheriff, and the church. And these eight to ten reporters knew about it. But because it was off the record, they didn't do anything about it. In fact, Davis says he didn't really have any feelings about it at all. He just thought, oh, that's the way things are done. And I'll admit, he was only 22 at the time. But, I mean, can anybody imagine being 40, even 35, and knowing that a young woman was killed and knowing that the district attorney knows a fact, along with the sheriff, who actually killed her, and yet telling you and your group of colleagues, me and the media, that, He's just going to let the killer walk and let the church take him for the rest of his life, which didn't happen, by the way. Anyway, that's today's podcast. But what? <laughs> he's, okay, here's Davis talking about Lattimore. He said it was off the record. We would understand once he explained it, he tells him. No, we, we hear what you're telling us, Lattimore, but we still don't understand it. You're corrupt, you're crooked, just like the sheriff in this case. Why? I'm not quite sure, but you are what you are. Um, yeah, Garza, and at that meeting, is asking Davis, did did he, meaning Lattimore, the DA, indicate to you whether he had knowledge of who killed Irene Garza? Daryl Davis says yes. The way I remember him expressing it, said Davis, is that he knew that John, I think he said father fight, had killed Irene Garza and the church knew it. Michael Garza asked him, what did he say was going to be done with the Irene Garza murder case? Daryl Davis says... He said that he wasn't going to be prosecuted because he had reached an agreement with the church, meaning Lattimore had reached an agreement with the church, and Father Fight was going to be placed in a monastery for disturbed priests and would remain there for the rest of his life, or would keep him there for the rest of his life. And how did you feel about what you were being told? asked Garza. So Davis, I don't know that now, it doesn't matter what he said, what he thinks anyway. Um, not germane to the deal. Um... But, I, it, you know, no disrespect to Mr. Davis, but um, he says that um, I don't know that I had any feeling about it at all. You know, reporters are supposed to be very objective. I just thought, oh, this is the way this is resolved. Uh, 
And when you say the church, which church are you referring to, says Davis, oh, the Catholic Church, or it could have been his order, the Oblates. But Lattimore used the term church, that the church had agreed to do this. He says he only reported it to the news director at the station, Channel 5, but we did not report it on the air because it was off the record, but we kind of understood he would not be prosecuted. Um... Garza then gets in how media outlets were limited back in 1960, which I'd already discussed. And then uh, now Flores is getting up and he's discussing the Davis. <laughs> Davis, totally disrespect to a guy who's maybe twice his age. Orene Flores gets up and he asks Daryl Davis, the attorney, do you know what uh, that Nolo Contendre, uh, which has been discussed here, actually means? That it actually means no contest? Yes. And no look contendere means you neither admit or deny? Says Davis, that's the position, defendant's position, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, where is this leading to, Renee? Really? Anyway, we'll catch you on the other side. Manana, stay safe. Adios.